The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. Tuning in, Dead Zone, Paranormal Radio Show. Tonight's guest is Draven to Spain, the executive producer of Paranormal Frequencies. Also, we're going to have him a show with the Paranormal News. And, of course, we're going to kick tonight off with one from Void Vader, No Return. Also, don't forget, friends of the show, Vincent M. Ward and Lou Temple have their own podcast now. It's Lou and Vincent, or I'm sorry, it's Vincent and Lou, It Takes Two check it out it's gonna be really cool i don't i I think it might be out right now or it may be coming soon anyway check the website are you in a band or nova band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free we want to hear from you One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help.
of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
This is Rick McCullum of the Hollywood Ghost Hunters, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Dead Zone WDZRDB Worldwide. Paranormal News. Welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal News. So on Coast to Coast AM, I found an article here about using hypnosis as a tool to communicate with spirit guides and understanding spiritual realms. Okay, so the person that they were speaking with uh, goes by the name of James Schwartz. And he goes on to say that in hypnotic sessions with his clients who were communicating directly with their guides, he's gleaned much information about such things as the afterlife, karma, parallel planes, and healing. When we die, the spirit continues on and experiences other realms and dimensions, he detailed. Swartz's client, Danielle, working with a master guide, described her journey to a higher vibrational plane that she claimed she could simultaneously inhabit at night while her physical body remained here. This led Swartz to explore the idea that our spirits can experience parallel lives and multiple planes of awareness as we go about our daily existence. He compared our higher selves or spirit energy to a kind of power station that connects perhaps up to a hundred different simultaneous lifetimes and experiences. The guides have suggested that spirits are constantly reincarnating, he added. Swartz reached out to listeners inquiring if any were acquainted with the late Mount Shasta-based spiritual teacher Pearl Doris, who lived from 1906 to 1990, whom he believes has been coming through as his own guide. So I find this, uh, this topic very interesting, and I found some more articles that people have written about this. So we will go on to the next article here in just a second. All right, so I found another article on selfgrowth.com. It's called, the article is called Meet Your Spirit Guides. It's written by Michelle Baudry. So this is a pretty long article. I'm not going to read every little bit of it. So if you're interested, again, it's selfgrowth.com by Michelle Baldry called Meet Your Spirit Guides. She goes on to talk about um, that your guides love you. Your guides nudge you from time to time, registering as intuition or deja vu. They are that gut feeling that lets you know to embrace the situation or run away. They are the so-called imaginary friends you had as a child who came to play with you when you needed to not feel so lonely. Now that you are an adult, the clarity of their communication can become cloudy when you are spinning with emotional duress. Sometimes when you need them the most, you may feel the least receptive to their help. 
Please understand that this phenomenon generates from the human side only. Your guides always desire to help you. When you are ready to open a crystal clear channel of communication, they are right there with bells on. They love you. That is their job. From angels to zoo animals. So you may be pleased to know that angels prevail as spirit guides and your odds of having several angels looking out for you is high indeed. Keep an open mind when meeting your spirit guides for the first time. In years of helping clients meet their guides through hypnosis, I have known spirit guides to appear as angels, pulsing lights, councils of 12 in white robes, two and four footed animals, alien life forms, and every description of human being imaginable, and so forth. Your guides may be a he, she, it, or they. Having a small group of several guides is common, yet you might have only one. No matter what visual form your guides take, they can and will readily communicate directly with you. So your options, you can visit a psychic reader and have them describe your guides to you. They'll be happy to deliver messages back and forth since the reader, not you, experiences them directly. With hypnosis, you have direct communication. Or you can use methods that include years of meditation, near-death experiences, and highly illegal non-prescription drugs. Do you have years at your disposal to learn meditation, or do you want answers now? Do you really want to tempt death? Do you trust hallucinogenic street drugs? I assure you there is a better, safer option, and that is hypnosis. So she goes on and on here and talks more and more about hypnosis. Like I said, I'm not going to read every little bit here to you. I'm going to go on down here. Um, what hypnosis is, please understand that the feeling of being an individual is a necessary part of experiencing a human lifetime. And for that experience, we need a conscious mind as well as the spiritually connected subconscious mind. Your conscious mind filters out the interconnectedness of all energy in the universe expressly so you can have your human experience of being an individual. Hypnosis simply sets aside the conscious part of the mind and it accesses the far larger, more powerful subconscious. In other words, set aside the conscious mind with hypnosis and its filter disengages. This opens up your senses to the spiritual world and gives you direct access to your guides. So easy, you do it with your eyes closed. Hypnosis is easier to do than you think, and your guys are happy to talk to you. So what are you waiting for? Meet them today. Oh, and one last note, refrain from asking your guides about money. For some reason, the very idea of money only makes them laugh. Ask them why yourself if you like. Ask them anything you like, anything at all. See, they love you. That is their job. The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out. They crawl all over your dirty snap, your chest. My name is David Walton. I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show. And I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now, I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family, in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed 
and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal. And they helped me take control of my own life. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para-X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction, to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day. All radio stations in town were palm trees. We'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Now, here are the one, the only Dead Zone. Okay, let's give Draven a call. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Lee? How you doing, Draven? Uh, I'm sorry about this. We had like a eight second delay in audio, so I apologize for that. But how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. Right. I know you're on set, you said, right? I'm sorry? You said you're on set tonight, right now? Oh, uh, yeah, I will be soon. Yeah, we're going to be filming in the woods. In filming in the woods, okay. First of all, before we before we uh, get into that, I'm curious. Uh, how do you know Keith? What's the relationship? Uh, Keith, Keith H? Right. Um, yeah, Keith H. Keith is a... Uh, I've known Keith for a long time. Right. His son, Jason, and me... We're best friends growing up. Right. And um, Keith kind of helped, you know, he helped me out here and there growing up. Kind of uh, gave me advice. Uh, you know, uh, he just, he helped me out a lot when I was younger growing up. He right. always uh, was a, a big influence in my life. Right. And uh, he's a nice guy. Oh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. Like, he's like Uncle Keith. Right. Yeah, right. He's an awesome, awesome dude, man. So you're in, uh, you're going to be filming. Yeah, he's, he's always been really kind to me. Right. I'm sorry. You said that when you when you mentioned Jason, I thought he's always you, been very kind to me. Yeah, when you mentioned Jason, I thought you meant Jason Snyder. <laughs> no, uh, Jason H. Right, right. I got you now. Yeah, he's a good guy too. By yeah. the way, yeah. But you're gonna be filming in the woods. Yeah, now. yeah. Jason's a cool guy. Yeah, you're gonna be filming in the yes. woods. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. 
Uh, we're going to be filming in the woods. That is correct. Right. I can't say too much, right. but um, it's very exciting. It's very interesting. We're doing things that are completely different. Mm -hmm. And the woods is, I, I'm, I'm going to guess. I don't know. You don't have to say yes or no. Or is, it, is it more or less like a um, Blair Witch kind of thing or completely wrong? Um, no, it's more of... Uh, exploring different possibilities of uh new things okay locations that are haunted locations where things have occurred okay where we're going to be doing experiments right now is this going to be part of paranormal frequency or is it completely different Uh, this is going to be completely different. Okay. Uh, we are actually going to be having a new show on top of Paranormal Frequency, which is very exciting, which I'm not even allowed to reveal the name yet. <laughs> okay. But uh, All right. it's very exciting. Okay. It's well, going... Yeah. It's going to be... Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot. We're going to end up having two shows, it seems like. So. Right. So here, it's, yeah. uh, Here's it's very teaser. exciting. Very, very exciting. Right, so here, yeah, right, yeah. Here's your teaser yeah. for that right now, guys, if you're tuned in. Very cool. What uh, is is the uh, paranormal frequency? Is that up and running now, or is that soon to be? Paranormal frequency. We are filming right now with paranormal frequency. Okay. So. And those episodes. We have been in production for a while with paranormal frequency. Right, and those. And, uh, it's uh, it's pretty exciting. All right. Tell us a little. Uh, tell us all about it. That's that's what we're here for. Well, paranormal frequency started out really as um, just uh, the name that I came up with for an investigative team that I had. Right. I was uh, watching YouTube videos with my daughter, right. and I started getting back into the paranormal. I took a break from it for a while, and I just started getting really into it i was in love with the new ideas new concepts the new equipment they were using right and i was like you know i want to get back into the paranormal and next thing you knew i had created a team and i was going out and i was doing investigations awesome. and through that process keith was always giving me advice was always encouraging me right. he's a great guy yeah and um i always looked up to him for advice as well then I also got in contact with Bishop James Long. Okay. And I was doing stuff with Bishop James Long, and he was sending me on investigations, and I was helping people. Awesome. And I ended up getting a really good team, and we just started developing things, going from there. Then I started posting things on Facebook, and then people started paying attention to what I was doing. I started helping a lot of people, starting doing a lot of investigations. Right. And then I ended up running into Dwight Turner. And Dwight Turner is a known actor mm -hmm. uh, in movies and TV star. And he was a producer at Warner Brothers back in the day. Right. And he absolutely loved what I was doing. And I talked to him about the possibility of doing a YouTube series. And he wanted to put it on TV. So <laughs> long story short, Paranormal Frequency started a production. And it's on its way to being a TV series. So it's been a... Uh, it's been very crazy. That's awesome. Um, experience for me, but it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but um, I always, I always remember the people that helped me. Right. And uh, I'm very fond of Keith. 
and he's a he's a great guy. Yes, he and is. he's done a lot too. And uh, you know, he used to be an officer, and I was an officer for a while too. So it's kind of like he's he's influenced me in a lot of ways, so to speak. Uh, when I was younger, I was kind of doing my own thing, and he was like, like I said, he was like an uncle or a father figure to me, and right. uh, he always treated me right and always helped me out. So. Um, getting into the paranormal just seems like I'm following in his footsteps a little bit, but more so, it's just something that I've always been into myself. Right. I love the paranormal. Um, you and know, you know, recently, after having some life and death experiences, I started experiencing things that I just uh, can't explain. And working with different people, I realized that I wasn't crazy. I was actually seeing things and hearing things, right. and then I used that to start helping people, and I've helped a lot of people, and I'm glad that I've been able to do that so far. Absolutely. You know what would be what would be awesome yeah. is if at some point. Um, What's that? If at some point on your show you can have uh, Keith come in on an investigation with you, that would be cool. I would love that more than anything. That would be, that would be, awesome. that would be amazing. I would love that. And plus his, his wife, she's amazing too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I love them. You know, that would be so much fun. It'd be so cool to do something like that. Really I know that would. he's working on his show. He's been doing that for a while and I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah I've always, uh, I've always, uh, yeah, he's wanted gonna... to do something like that. I like to have uh, some celebrities on there. We're, we're talking about having guests come on the show, different things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun as well. Right. To see people in reality situation getting the crap scared out of them, basically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, uh, speaking of that, I mean, um, I can uh, talk to um, Vincent. Vincent M. Ward and uh, Lou Temple and see if they might be interested in that. You know, those guys from Walking Dead and that kind of thing. And that'd be, and that'd be cool. Yeah, see what they say, you know. Can't hurt yeah, that to would ask. be a lot of fun. Yeah, can't hurt to ask, right? Yeah, it never hurts. Yeah, we've, uh, we got all, we got a few people now that's, uh, wants to be on the show. Right. So it's, uh, pretty exciting. All right. I think, yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. But, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. But at the same time, you know, I'm a, I'm a little nervous. But uh, well, that's only, only every natural. time you get yeah. into a scary place, you go somewhere. You uh, but I always get excited. Uh, I used to be a professional illusionist and escape artist. Right. And I was always putting myself in scary situations that seemed like on purpose. So <laughs> it seemed right. to be my comfort is to put myself through stress. Right. Well, nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. When you were... Yeah, well, you know... Uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. Go ahead, sir. Um, I was just going to ask, going back to you being an uh, investigator, um, one of the things that we ask everyone on here was what was your most memorable encounter and what is your favorite go-to piece of equipment? Okay. Well, I really like I really like EVPs. Mm -hmm. Sound recordings. Right. I really like I really like uh 
full spectrum cameras. I love full spectrum cameras. Right. Um, I've had a lot of luck with EVPs. Right. Um, some people like spirit boxes. You know, I'm iffy on them, but sometimes there's stuff that you can't explain with them. Right. But I love I love thermal cameras too. I love thermal cameras. Right. Um, they're uh they're pretty fun equipment. Um, I've had some good uh experiences with REM pods, things like that. But I, I like I like the classic EVPs. Right. Uh, and full spectrum cameras. That's just that's just my favorite. Right. Keep it basic. Uh, my craziest experience has probably been I was where was I I was doing an investigation in Kentucky and there was this woman who had just been murdered and she was shot in the chest okay and mm-hmm. it was a pretty it was pretty sad experience what happened to her mm-hmm. and uh, we were there doing an investigation and I seen this black shadow figure, and uh, this this smell. I could it was like a like a sulfur campfire smell. Yeah. And we were uh, doing an EVP session, and then it said it wanted us to die. <laughs> it and wanted you to uh, die. And that was pretty scary for me. Right. And yeah, it was it was pretty scary because it was a lot. And then also. We uh, they kept turning our lights off on our cameras. Mm-hmm. So I said, if there's a spirit here, turn this light off at the count of three. And it turned the light off on command. So it was an intelligent haunting. Yeah. And um, I've had my name. I've had my name called several times before. Right. That's always freaky when your name's called. Right. Um, I had a crazy experience at Hell's Gate at Casey Cemetery, which was very disturbing. Mm-hmm. I seen something that I can't explain there, and I heard some things that I can't explain that just uh, gets underneath your skin. That's just a creepy place in general. All right. And uh, but but to be honest, out of all the places that I've been to, the scariest experience that I really truly had was on my own property in my woods. I live on two acres of Indian burial ground out oh. here in by Fort Knox. Okay. And I seen something. Yeah, I, I see. I hear howling. I see shadow figures. I see all types of different things that I can't explain. But one night I was there, and I seen something. I kid you not, that it had to be at least eight, nine foot tall. It was this shadow figure. Okay. And it had this red. These I don't know what I can't explain it. I have a photo somewhere. I'll send it to you where I'm in the woods, and okay. you can see these two red glowing eyes staring back at me. Okay. And. uh I just, it's hard to explain. It's just, it, if you're getting on top of a roller coaster and you're about to go down the hill, you know you're going to be okay, but in that moment, you're just scared to death for that couple seconds. Yeah, right. I, it felt like that, but it wouldn't go away. You know, I was just, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just, I was just scared. Right. And uh, that's probably the, the scariest experience that I've had. Uh, I've had things thrown at me. I've been scratched before. But my mind tried to, I guess I mentally tried to block out the fear and just try to wrap my head around what was going on. Right. Um, I'm very, I'm religious, I believe in God, but I'm also scientific. So my mind scrambles back and forth trying to understand what's going on here. Right, right. And, uh, but that was probably one of my scariest experiences, to be honest, because you're out, you're out there and you don't know what to do or what's going on. How do you, 
protect yourself against something like that. You right. know, I know Keith had bricks thrown at him, things like that. You know, mm-hmm. that stuff's that stuff's pretty scary. Right. So, um, very cool. I don't know what's uh what's the scariest thing you've ever experienced. The scariest thing I've ever well, like you said, uh, you've heard your name called, right? No. Yes, I have. I've heard my name called several times, right. and which is messed up because one time uh, we was doing an investigation and they called me Zach Biggins, and I was like, <laughs> well, I'm Zach Biggins, I'm driving to Spain." <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I got a recording of that, and then also I was watching an episode of Ghost uh, Adventures, and then my name was said on there. Right. <laughs> so that was yeah, it was pretty bizarre. I mean, my my name is kind of rare, Draven. What's the odds of your name being called? Right. Uh, like that, so I thought that was kind of wild. Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's the. So your name's been called several times too. Huh? Oh yeah, I mean there was there was one particular uh, place that happened repeatedly. There was a it was a sidewalk, right? And this old huge oak tree had grown up to the point to where it had buckled the sidewalk, and you had to walk around it, you know, to get past. And every time I would pass that tree, yeah, 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 would call something would whisper my name. Every time, went on forever. Oh wow! See, I've I've experienced that before too. It's it's weird. Yeah, and you know, no one around, not even close. And like, it, it got. To, at first, it really shook me, but then it became kind of second place, kind of normal. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, here we go. I'm just I yeah, go, here. here like that and you know I just got to where like hello and just walk on you know that was like yeah it's pretty wild Uh, it's it's scary because you know you heard it you can't deny it especially when it's your own name it's it's right and the same place you want to know who it is because that's the thing you never really know who you're talking to you never really truly know who you're talking to and that's the scary part you got to be careful right what you're doing because you don't you don't know right. you have no idea who you're talking to right um that happened to me at hell's gate the tree that's got the smiley face on it yeah it happened there yeah um it, it's it's terrifying yeah and and and, and this, it wasn't like a normal whisper voice it was like it was like kind of deep and scratchy kind of it, was, sinister. it was scary yeah yeah, yeah i know what you um, mean because yeah. the first thing that pops in your head is is there someone there behind the tree that's exactly. going to get you because exactly. you know People hurt people, so you know that was my biggest fear: is that there's someone behind this tree that's going to kill me. Right? But there's nothing there. Then the fear builds up even more because you're like, "What was that? What was that?" Right? But so, then it, it then it becomes commonplace, though. I mean, yeah. if it happens so many times, you, you get you get used to it. it. Eventually, it quit I, for some reason. Who knows why? But it got to the point where okay, I'm going to walk by that tree. Guaranteed, someone's going to say Lee, and it went on for a while. But that really, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, that, uh, Lee's my brother's name. <laughs> oh, really? Huh. That, that, yeah, Lee, my, my brother Lee. Good old Lee. Good old Lee. <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that's really the, yeah. the scariest thing. That's that, the, the thing that's really scared me. I mean, they, I can go into investigation, into diff- investigations and different things and scare myself. Just, you know, just normal oh my god I'm going on this oh it's dark in there it's scary and work myself up into a frenzy for no reason right but that kind of thing that, yeah. that tree thing that that really that bothered me for a while 
That's about it. Michelle always says that. Yeah, that would bother me too. Um, Michelle's Michelle's always told me that I'm too close-minded, which maybe I am. And but I, I think for some reason that kind of helps when we're together doing an, invest, an investigation because she is on the far side and I'm on the other far side, and we try to come together to to figure out what's going on spiritually and scientifically. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's kind of how I am. Um, my mind wants to wrap around it. You know, I've experienced something when I was about 15 years old mm. that changed my entire life. Me and my mother, which my mother is uh, also good friends with Keith, and um, we all knew each other for a long time. Uh, it was an experience. I was uh, living out there by Benili Lake, out in the Oklahoma area, mm. and I was going to Moore High School. And uh, my mom was washing dishes one evening. And she said, Draven, come here, look at this light. And I'm like, what light? Mom, I'm playing video games. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, outside in the window, her the window in the kitchen where she's washing the dishes was facing the woods. And over top the, the tree line was this glowing ball just floating in the air. Right. And uh, we didn't know what it was. So, of course, I ran out there. My mom's out there chasing after me. But when you were outside... There was no wind. There was no no. The, the air, the earth has like natural sounds at night, like crickets, the oh, yeah. wind, dogs. Yeah. Just just has noise. Right. There was no noise. It was it was dead silent. Dead and there silent. was this smell in the air, like like ozone, like high voltage and burnt mortar oil smell. It oh, was bizarre. Really? Really? And there was like pressure on your body, like if you was underwater in deep water. It was weird. Huh. And the dogs weren't barking. Nobody. It was just dead silent. And this ball landed in a field, and I sound crazy. I've talked about this on radio before, but me and my mother, the only thing I can describe was it looked like an extraterrestrial that got out of this ball, and it walked around in the field, and mm -hmm. it got back in, and it took off. And uh, I can't un I can't unsee what I've seen, and it right. changed my whole life perspective. After that, I became obsessed with alternate science, with Tesla coils, Vandegraaff generators, Marks generators, right. anything that I could experiment and work on because I had seen it with my own eyes. I knew that that stuff was possible, and I just became fascinated with it um, and obsessive, to right. be honest. Um, and it... Uh, it changed my whole life, and I think that was kind of really my first true paranormal experience that changed my life right. and kind of took me on this journey off and on through my life. But when I was a little kid, I would hear my name whispered, and I would have like stuff touch my shoulders here and there, but right. I just, I guess I just kind of ignored it because what are you supposed to do in that situation, you right. know? Um, I, just let, I just let it go, but right. as I've gotten older, like I said, everything I've been through, um, I can't ignore it. I can't deny it anymore. Right. So I decided to do something with it. Right. Well, good and, for you. Uh, and now here I am. I'm I'm executive producer of an upcoming TV show. Awesome. And I'm able to help people. And I'm going to be able to travel and do things I've always wanted to do. Right. And uh, looks like I'm going to be able to like follow and uh, you know, do things that Keith's done. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just really exciting to me. And I'm I'm grateful to have this opportunity, and Absolutely. I hope that in return I'm going to be able to help people and encourage people to try new things because 
we need to do new things uh, right. when it comes to the paranormal experiments. We need to try new things, do different stuff. Mm-hmm. See, that was when I did magic. I I loved Chris Angel because Chris Angel took magic to the next level. He changed things. Right. And I think when it comes to the paranormal, we need to not be so grounded and try new things. Right. It never hurts to try new things to see what the outcome can be. Right. I agree. So that's what we're doing. We're going to be doing. We're going to be doing different things that haven't been done before, and uh, it's really exciting because some of the results that we've gotten are uh, are mind blowing. Cool. Very cool. Again, though, it would be and awesome. It's, it's pretty funny because Dwight, Dwight. Again, it would be it'd awesome. It'd be awesome. I would love to have Keith on an episode. Yes, buddy, man, it would be so cool. That'd be awesome if you came on an episode. That'd be I, cool. That'd be cool. Just let us know, you know, whenever you want us. But, uh, that, yeah, I mean. Maybe. And, uh, but Dwight's, Dwight's the skeptic, but, um, he's actually been touched before an investigation he can't wrap his mind around it left a mark on his neck everything oh, really? we have a uh, security footage where he jumped out of his chair at a restaurant we was actually at um what is it uh I, you know to be honest my mind's throwing a blank but it was uh it happens was it ruby's bar and grill okay down there and uh by by the bowling alley in the south end i believe that was the place uh that was pretty wild that was the first time that uh we was doing a spirit box session and instead of actually getting something coming through the spirit box this Mm -hmm. they were turning the spirit box off like on command and turning it back on i never experienced that before that was pretty wild that is interesting um so that was an intelligent yeah it was it was it was interesting I, i believe i said like if you're a female that died here turn the box off right. and it turned off and then i said if you want to still talk turn the box back on and the box came back on uh i thought that was bizarre yeah. uh i had never experienced that before um the craziest evp i ever got was uh it was somebody cussing that was pretty <laughs> i don't know if, uh i get that sometimes i've done some of those deprivation uh, sessions those can be scary especially right. if you're in the dark and you're blindfolded and then you hear things oh yeah uh, you naturally want to be able to take the blindfold off and see what's going on right. um when you watch it on tv it looks cool but it's not the same it's, when you experience no, it in person it's uh, completely not. different it's absolutely. not fun at all <laughs> right <laughs> i can yeah i believe that 100 percent. a lot of things you see on tv make make it look but uh good what i've always liked not. yeah they do um, I like to be honest. I think Keith kind of was the he was the a legend when it came to working on his new ideas. He was the first person that I ever seen that did anything with lasers, and yeah. uh, I like using lasers too. Yeah. I have had some weird stuff with lasers. Um, if I could find the video, I'll send it to you. Okay, so you can check it out. But it's a uh, I was in this house in Shelbyville, Kentucky, and uh, old house built like 1900 or something like that. Still got the original wooden floors. Looks like a barn up in the attic. Right. And um, I'm in this room, and uh, the REM pod it it got it turned off. So I went there to go check on it. Was checking on the equipment, and I had the camera, static camera set up with the laser grid. Well. 
you can see a shadow figure walk right across the camera through the laser grid and then it just stands there and it's staring at me the whole time okay that's cool. and then we had got an evp that said leave yeah. uh so that was pretty scary yeah but like i said out of all that stuff the scariest thing i experienced was in my own woods right with that shadow figure i don't know what it was i i'm not gonna say that it was a demon i'm not gonna say it was a spirit i don't know what it was but there was something there and it scared the crap out of me right it so, could it could have even i've been even uh been in jefferson county forest yeah, that could have been. And uh, I've experienced what some people believe was Dog Man. I had, okay. uh, yeah, I got audio and a body cam footage of me in the woods and something walking towards us. You can hear it walking, and there's like this growling sound. Yeah. And I know that there's rumors about uh, cats and cougars in the woods and stuff, so I didn't know what it was, so I, I ran my ass off. Right. Yeah, if it was a big so, cat, you could tell it. Yeah, yeah, it was. That was that was that was pretty wild. Yeah, if it was a big cat. You could you you would you could and, tell uh, the difference. Yeah, I like exploring caves and the woods and abandoned places, things like that, where a lot of people don't like going because I've seen things. Now you got to think: the world is millions of years old. Okay. Yeah. Right. And there's all types of life that's lived and passed on on this planet. Oh, yeah. Well, being a medium, I'm able to see things sometimes that I can't explain that are not human. I've seen non-human spirits before. Right. So where are these things coming from? So, you know, my, my one of my theories is that it could have been creatures from the past that have passed on and they're still here. Like, I mean, I don't know. Um, some UFOs could be orbs of pterodactyl birds that died a million years ago. Yeah, you, we be. have no idea. That's why it's called the unknown. It's paranormal. Right. Um, could be. But it's all exciting because it's still something that's unsolved that needs to be solved. Right. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting theory there, too. Um, also, uh, uh, the theory of the, the veil, you know, opening every now and again and something coming through or, you know, I kind of... I, kind of go along with that a little bit I'm not really too sure yeah you, you you have no idea there could be you know I've always wondered like when you when you're in a haunted places or like Waverly Hills and right. you would smell like breakfast or you would hear like someone in the kitchen cooking yeah why would a dead person be cooking breakfast you <laughs> right. know so that, that you have to question things like that is there is there portals of time right and we're interacting and we're we're getting like residual hauntings or from the past or what what's going on there? Right. So you know those are questions that are uh, yet to be unanswered. It's just theories. Right. Well, Draven, we're we're running out so, of time. What we're hoping to do is with some of the. Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, uh, you no, you go you go ahead, man. You're fine. I'm just gonna. Say oh, it. I was just saying. Uh, you know, I'm just hoping with some of our new experience and things that we're going to be doing, we're going to be able to hopefully get some answers on oh, yeah. what's going on. Absolutely. Okay, again, we're, we're running out of time. Uh, Draven to Spain, you guys. Paranormal Frequency coming soon. Plus, he's working on right tonight, tonight in the woods, right? And the new show coming up we can't yes, talk about. Yes, that is about. correct. And the new show coming up that we can't talk about. 
Yeah, I apologize. I apologize <laughs> about that, okay. guys. That okay. I can't talk about it too much, but uh, I will keep you updated. All right. Uh, on everything that's going on with that. Okay, we're gonna have you back. And too. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Okay, we're gonna have you back and get Keith on there, and we would love to be part of it as well. As you know, whenever you want us, just let us know. Oh, I would love that. That would be that would be an amazing. That's one thing I've always wanted to do was go on an investigation with Keith. That's something I've always. It would wanted be to cool. Do. Very cool. All right, Draven. We thank you very much. You guys go check him out. Paranormal Frequency. Right, be, you have a good night. You too. That'll be paranormalfrequency.com when it comes out, right? Yeah, you can go to paranormalfrequency.com to check for updates. There you go. And uh, stay tuned, guys. You're gonna love it. All right. Good night. All right. You guys have a good night. Hello, this is Christopher St. Booth, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. I found it at last! Marla's sacred cauldron. This is the legendary artifact that has been whispered about in hushed tones for hundreds of years, and now it's mine! All mine! <laughs> <laughs> Who dares defile the sanctity of my castle walls? Step away from the cauldron, you impertinent, muddy-metal maltworm. Never! I've spent half my lifetime trying to discover your age-old secret of stirring the cauldron! Oh, for Merlin's sake, that's no deep, dark secret. Just tune into the Para-X Radio Network Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern for more cauldron stirring than you can shake a wand at. Oh. Well, uh, in that case... I, I guess I don't need to take up any more of your time, so I, I guess I'll be going. Not just yet. We've got a little unfinished business to take care of. That's this. <clears throat> That's Stirring the Cauldron with Marla Brooks every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Para-X Radio Network. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.